Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Queens. Listen, welcome to Faith Friday, child. Listen, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Honey, I don't know what kind of week you might have had. I don't know the pressure you may have been under. I don't know the the due dates, the financial obligations, the responsibilities that you may have carried this week. But right now, this is Faith Friday. This is your sacred, safe space of sisterhood, right? And as we always say, oh, come lay down the burdens you have carried. Because in the prayer call, honey, in the Queen Council, Girl, God is here, okay? God is here. So welcome, welcome. Hey, Queen Carol, I see you, girl, texting me. You know, I like me. You, I don't know if you feel in Mexico. I know Mexico will be like two to three hours in front of us, so I always love to see you on the calls. Uh, so good morning, Queens. I welcome you to your sacred safe space of sisterhood where the presence of God moves. Okay, you're in Colorado, gotcha. Where the presence of God moves right here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 a.m. for three years now without fail. So if you don't see a flyer, baby, we here. If you don't hear what we're talking about, child, we still here praying. So we welcome you. So listen, I want to jump right in. And I... I want to get a little a little personal. If y'all know anything about me and the clean council, sometimes you know, I give y'all a little tea testimony, okay, a little tea testimony. So this leads me right into what God put on my heart to talk about and share with the queens of God today. So once upon a time, this could be a long time ago. This could be recent. We don't really know. Okay, we do, but we're not, you know, we're not going that deep. So I was, I was talking to someone, right? Um, an interest, right? Uh, uh, someone, an uh, interest type talk, you know, you know. And in the conversation, they express something to me, and I'm the type, like, if you are actively, you know, pursuing, and ladies, queens, we queens here, so let you know, we ain't finna act brand new, like we gone. We're going to connect, okay? So I'm the type of person. If you're trying to engage me or trying to talk to me or, you know, you want to pursue in that capacity, baby, you're going to have to come with it. <laughs> Respectfully, you're going to have to come with it. And so in the conversation, it was a good friend of mine, you know. It was a decent friendship that had the potential to evolve. But the conversation was, you know, let's 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 date. That was that was the conversation. And me, I don't really have a um I don't really have this like sugar coated energy anymore like I used to kinda of growing up where you can kinda of, like sugar coat stuff and like just not I don't really have that. Like I post every day like it's the I say it what I say it kind of season, you know, like because I I want honesty, I want transparency, I want just be baby, be upfront with me. Don't beat around no bushes with me. Tell me what it is and what it's gonna be, okay? And so I let them know. Listen respectfully. I love what you do. I love all that you do. I love how busy you are. I love how committed you are. Like I love that you have so many things going on in your life and for you right now. And it's so funny because I screenshotted it when I thought about what God was giving me. I went back to screenshot it. 
just to use as a reference for this call because, you know, the best way to to tell someone something is to show them. So before I can just tell you, I want to show you. And so I, I told him, like, I respect that. Like, I love that you have a lot going on. I love what you do. I love, you know, all of this. I was like, but however, I don't, I don't see you enough. I don't talk to you enough. Um, there's not enough there for you to actually date me, especially if you're talking about exclusively. Like, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. Like, you know, you, you can be in the number till we see what's the best outcome, but it's, it's not enough for me. And I clearly said these words, I need more. I need more. Hey, Queen Eric, she said, I love it, baby. Listen, come on, because she, she is not one of them, okay? Like, she's not. So you, you got to, uh-uh, I don't know what you thought it was or what it's going to be, but you got to come with a little bit more. And I clearly said, I want I want more of you. Like, respectfully, I want more. And ain't, come on. Like, I want more. You cannot tell me that. You want to enter into something so sacred and so intentional with less. That's not, baby, it's not going to work for me. It's a no for me, fam. It's a no for me. So I, I need more. I want more. And, you know, they gave excuses as to why or what they would try to do. And I'm like, I, this is what I said, and so this is what I stand on. For you to get more of me in that capacity of a relationship, a committed one at that, an exclusive one of that, you're going to have to give me more. I want more. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. You know, I, I put it down. You know, I said what I had to say respectfully. Shout and here come God. Godin. Godin like he be Godin. And he tells me, Destiny, you are telling another person, another human being that you care about, that you love, that you, you know, desire more for. You're telling them that you want more of them. That in order for you to give them more, in order for you to give them more, they have to give you something to work with. They have to give you more more to work with. This is a human potential platonic romance relationship. And God said to me, how do you think I feel? How do you think I feel when it comes to my relationship with you? So you talking cash money, <laughs> You talking that cash money talk when it comes to everything else, and you're so sure and so certain. But when it comes to my relationship with you, what makes you think that I want any less? What makes you think that I don't want more? When was the last time you stopped and evaluated how much you are giving me in exchange for what you're asking from me? In exchange for what you're asking from me. Are you giving me more? And so that's the question we have to sit and think about. Ouch, girl, honey, don't he be doing it? This is a whole job you're interviewing for, but girl, listen, it's, 
Listen, don't even get me started. We're we going to have to talk more for Girl Chat Wednesday, you know. But I'm thinking about when we when we go before God. And, and the word says to come humbly yet boldly before the throne of grace that you may have obtained, you know, grace and mercy, help in the time of need. He wants us to come to him. But he's also saying, okay, so for what you're asking for, what are you giving me? Because everything is reciprocal. It's give and receive. And I'm so good of a God. I'm so good of a father that I still give to you even when you give me nothing in exchange. The breath that you're breathing right now, the air in your lungs right now, God's like, I gave that to you. Looking for nothing in return. Wanting the one thing that I can't give myself, which is praise. God can do anything but fail. But what he can't do is give himself praise. He can speak of his, his wonderfulness. He can speak of that, but he can't give himself praise and worship. That's what we were created for. We were created for the glory and the pleasure of God. And God is like, you, have, you come to me with your long laundry list, and I love that for you, right? You're my child. I love that. But what about me? If I'm your father and I'm all these things to you, why don't you treat me like that? Why don't you give me more? So what does it look like to give God more? For one, it starts with our surrender. For one, it starts with our surrender. So we think it's enough to be like, well, you know, I believe in God. I love God. Okay, prove it. They would say, honey, what have you done for me lately? Prove it. I can think of it like this. Imagine if you're entering into a marriage, if you've been married, if you intend to get married, if you're married right now. I'm, I've, I've been married before, right? I'm divorced. So imagine, and I have, imagine you going through the process to be married. You've stood before the altar in front of your closest family and friends and before God, and you made a vow and a commitment to that person, right? You guys have been committed to one another, and you vowed sickness and health, better or worse, richer for poor, the whole spill. Imagine getting into that marriage. Imagine that person making those vows to you. They gave you the ring. Baby, you got the rock. You got the rock. Sis, got it. So imagine getting that. But then you never see that person. They don't come home to you. They're not there for you emotionally. They don't spend time with you. They don't talk to you. They don't see about you. But they married you, though. But you married. You should be happy, right? You got the ring. What, what is there to complain about? They married you, didn't they? But that's not enough for you. What do you want? More. I need more of you. I need to see you more. I need to still date you even in marriage more. I need to spend time with you. I need you to talk to me. I need to know what's on your mind. I want you to know what's on my mind. I want to share with you. I want to do life with you. I want to do life with you. I, I appreciate the title. I appreciate the ring. 
I appreciate the last name, but I still need more. So God's the same way. We we got the title. I'm a Christian. I gave my life to God. Right, that's like the marriage part. That's like the ceremony. I said yes. I got baptized. I go to church on Sunday. But God's like, that's good. I love that for you. I love that for you. But the only time you come to me is in times of trouble, in times of need, in times of turmoil. But you don't give me more of you. You don't give me you don't give me enough to really work with. And because I'm a gentleman, I'm never going to force my way into your life. I'm never going to force myself to get more of you. Now I am a jealous guy. Bible says he's a jealous guy. He will have none of the guys before me. So yes, I will I will do things to get your attention because I love you that much. But at the end of the day, even when I do that, even when I may let you lose a job, I may let the people walk out, I may, I may allow you. And listen, baby, let me tell you what God did to me. God stripped away everything from me that I put before him. Oh, baby, because you, you think you met somebody jealous. You ain't met jealous until you met the person whose name is jealous. He said, I am a je- My name is jealous. Maybe God will strip you of anything that is pulling you away from him because he loves you that much. But even when he, when he does that, do you have the capacity to turn and say, you know what, I need to give him more. I need to give God more of me. I need to spend more time with him. Come on, come on, come on. Let's be honest. Girl, when you first get into that relationship or that potential interest, honey, you look forward to them texts. Girl, you want them calls. You make sure you're together when the FaceTime comes. You'll miss the FaceTime. Try to fix yourself a little bit. Like, I didn't even see. I missed your call. I didn't even see you FaceTime. But you need the time to get yourself together. Like, you look forward to the, to the pursuit. You look forward to those things. But then we get into covenant, what's supposed to be a covenant relationship with God. And, girl, we don't even be talking to him. We don't even talk to him. We'll remember him when he comes up or when a good Instagram quote or meme pops up, then we sharing it. Like, you know, like we've spent so much time in his presence. A hundred, a hundred, girl, listen. God, is I want more of you. So the first thing to do is to surrender yourself. Surrender yourself. Surrender your will. Because we all have our own agenda and will, and a lot of times our will becomes God's permissive will, and it pulls us away from his perfect will. Say it again. A lot of times we have our own will. Again, because God gives us free will. He gives us free will. So when we have our own will, we will allow our own will, our desires, what we want, what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to accomplish, what we want out of this life, we will allow it to become God's permissive will. And we will negate his perfect will and then wonder why things aren't working out. Let me tell you what that means. Have you ever had a child or you knew a child or maybe you've been a child. We all been there. And the parent has something better for you. 
but you're so impatient. You're like, I want this now. Remember the story of the prodigal son? Listen, I want my piece of the inheritance now. The father had a perfect will that when, you, when he became of age, you will get the fullness of this and you will have the maturity to handle it. But the permissive will said, I want my inheritance now. I don't want to wait for you to die. In fact, I wish you were dead now, so give me mine now. So the father, being a loving father, he allowed the son to get his inheritance, permissive, meaning I permit you to do it. It's not what I would have chosen for you, and it's not what I had planned for you that was better than this. However, because I love you and you have free will to choose, I permit you to take your entire inheritance and squander it. The permissive will. So when we don't give God more of ourselves, we don't surrender ourselves, we don't turn over our will, because in our mind, we already know how it's supposed to work out. So my will, my will is better, God, honestly. Respectfully, Lord, <laughs> I think my will is better, and I want it now. And because I love you and I'm a good God, yes, I will permit you to go and do what you want to do with your life. You got free will, but it's not my perfect will. So we have to surrender ourselves and surrender our will. God, what do you want from me? I know that you're sovereign. I know that you love me so much. And love isn't love unless you give it away. So you don't force me to even love you. You give me the option whether I want to love you or not. We did another call uh, last Friday called Chosen. God still wakes up every day and choose us even when we don't choose him back. When we stray, when we run from him, when we want to do our own thing, when we fall from grace and we feel like, you know, God doesn't love us or accept us, He's like, I still choose you. You just don't choose me back. What kind of dysfunctional relationship, child, do we be having ourselves in? So God is saying, give me more. And we see this. We see this with Hannah in the Bible. We see this with Hannah in the Bible. So Hannah, child, Hannah wanted a child. Hannah wanted a child, like, point blank, period. She was married to her husband, and, you know, at that time, polygamy was a thing, so he had another wife called Penina, and Penina had multiple kids, girls and boys, right? And so it talks about how her husband Elkanah would go up to the temple and sacrifice the God every year. It was like a ritual. Every year they would go, they would go to the temple. And it talks about how he would give Hannah, right, he would give Hannah a little bit extra, because the Bible says he loved Hannah, and the Lord had closed her womb. So Hannah had no children because the Lord had closed her womb, right? And so she was provoked by her sister wife. Honey, she would just be throwing it in her face all the time. I mean, no, that fella, just throwing it in her face. I got this. You don't got that. All the time. It began to irritate Hannah, but she kept a good spirit. But she would weep. She would cry. She wouldn't eat, right? That's, she basically would get depressed. Her will was to have a child. Her will was to be able to please her husband and have a, a legacy, a lineage with, with, from her body, right? So Hannah finally went before God. 
in verse 10 of Samuel chapter 1, it says, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. She made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, remember me. And not forget your servant, but give her a son. Here we go. Then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. Bible says she kept praying. The priest came. He thought she was drunk because she, her lips was moving, but wasn't nothing coming out. She gave God more. Mind you. She went to the temple every year with her husband and prayed. She'd been praying. Ain't like Hannah wasn't already praying. She was praying. But what was it about this encounter with God? What was it about this moment that she wept so bitterly that God heard her? And Bible says God remembered her. God, you just now remember me? Come on, let's be honest. Don't act, don't act like that, sis. God, you so you just... So you didn't hear it, so we, oh, so now you remember me. You remember me now? Maybe I don't care when you remember me, Lord. Just remember me. Lord, you can remember me now or remember me later. I prefer now, but as long as you remember me, as long as you look down upon me and you see my affliction. It says, Hannah wept bitterly before God, and God remembered Hannah. He remembered her. Why did he, when did he decide to remember Hannah? When she gave him more. See, because we can get complacent into thinking, well, I pray. I mean, I go to church. So this ain't for me. I talk to God. I know him. I got a relationship with him. But God is saying, but I want more, though. Listen, I'm person I'm talking to, we texting. I'm texting you, though. Like, I mean, I mean, I hit you up. Yeah, but for what you want from me, I need more. So God is saying, for what you're asking for from me. You want to be a cycle breaker. You want to be a curse breaker. You want to be free of certain things that have you bound. You, you want certain blessings from me. You want to walk in purpose. You want to change the world. You got a heart for people. You just want to help people. For what you're asking for, I need more. And if we're honest, even if you weren't asking for anything, because of the love that I have for you, I still want more. So you got to ask yourself, how much am I giving God? Have I gotten to a place where I got complacent because I go to church, you know, I get on a couple of prayer calls, I encourage a couple people. I live a pretty decent life, so I'm comfortable. I feel like I'm okay. God is saying, that's good, but now I need more. When you're in a relationship, each phase, you see more of that person. Each level, you experience more. And that gives you that determining factor, okay, you know what? It's time to really take the next up. It's time for me to give my complete self to you now because I know you're worthy of it. You're trustworthy. You've worked for it. you put in the time, the energy. It means something to you. You're going to value it. You won't mishandle it. You've given me more. I've seen more from you. So what does your more look like today? What does your more look like? 
And the Bible says, here's the thing. When Hannah prayed and she made that vow and she gave God more, guess what God did? He gave her more. See, we just stop at Samuel. We just think that God blessed her with a son. Baby, Hannah got blessed five times. We don't keep going where it says the, the prophet, well, Eli would pray again every time they came. God blessed her again with another child because of her sacrifice. In other words, because of her more, because she gave more to you than what she had to or even what she even had, give her more. God gave Hannah more because she sacrificed more. So when you look at people's life, you don't know what more they had to give to get there. You don't know what more God required of them to have what they have right now. And we look on the outside. We think we know their story. Well, I know when they did this. Or I saw them do that. I mean, I do. I can do that too. Or I did that. What about me? You don't know what more they had to make a vow and give up to God. Honey, people look at the anointing now even increasing in my life. You don't know what more I had to give God just to be here. And I'm nowhere near God, where God is going to take me or where I see myself. But just to get here. I had to give him more. I tell the testimonies of the healing that took that have been taking place in my life and just a snippet of things that God has done. And I put them I put them in my book Queens Never Crumble. That is my that is a testimony. That is an in-depth transparent testimony of what I did and the more that I had to give him. I talk about it when I was in Mexico and I had COVID. Mind the people that we shouldn't be in Mexico. Here's the thing. I didn't catch COVID in Mexico. I caught it in church. And not even a church setting. I caught it at a conference where the spirit was moving, where the anointing was present. So, God, how do you let me catch COVID in your presence? I gave you, I gave you everything. Like, how could you, how could you let me? But at the end of the day, I didn't charge God foolishly because his plan is perfect. I got it. Don't know that's what it is. I get to Mexico. I'm feeling worse. The pressure was getting worse and worse. I'm more sick. I'm talking about more. I'm more sick. I don't even enjoy the trip. I do dinner one time, go to breakfast, and I'm in the room sick as a dog, vomiting everywhere, chills, fever, sleeping through the days until it's time to go, and I get tested and find out that's what it is. So mind you, I'm locked up in quarantine. Picture this. The year was 2021, September to be exact. Sick as a dog, can't breathe, can't smell. And I lost the taste and the smell later. Had I had that up front, I would have known. I would have never went. But that didn't come till later. And so I'm in there. Fast forward to an encounter. You guys saw the video on Instagram where I'm singing it's in black and white, and I'm like, what I did, that, that day God healed me. Not when I was singing. That was about 9.45 that morning. That's not when he healed me. I wasn't singing praises to God because I was healed. I was still sick. 
I was still quarantined. The insurance was finna run out. But when I, I got in the shower, and this particular experience was different, I'm in the shower, and I start praying again. But this time, it was different. This time, I gave him a little more than what I normally give. And I felt like I had been giving him a lot, right? But this particular time, there was something on the inside of me that welled up. And I went into my heavenly language. I went into just giving God praise and thanksgiving. I went into not asking him for anything but praising him for absolutely every, everything. And I went into going into the Rolodex of my mind and finding areas of my life that it wasn't necessarily sin, but he deserved more. It's not that these things in my life were sin per se, but he was deserving of more. And so when he brought those, those areas up in my spirit, I began to repent of them, and I began to give him even more. So I've already, I've already surrendered in the shower. I've already given him a yes, and a yes from my soul. And it wasn't like I hadn't given him a yes. I'm functioning my purpose. I'm operating. I'm still destiny inspired. I'm inspiring. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm traveling. I'm speaking. It wasn't like I wasn't giving him something. It wasn't like I didn't give him a yes already. I've been in this game for a few years now. So it wasn't like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. But God was like, okay, Des, now I need more. More? Yes, I need more. Because for where I'm taking you, for what you're asking for me, for what you're believing for, I now need more. Because in that case, anybody can have it. Anybody can have access to it. And not that they can't, but everybody's not willing to do what it takes to get more. Listen, many want you, few are willing to make the sacrifice to get you. Few are willing to go that extra mile to prove that they really want you. If you were that easy, everybody could have a piece of you. But it requires more for you. So God is saying, I need more. So in my spirit, I felt that God was requiring more and more. So I made two vows to God. I gave up two things that I enjoy, that I love, that were that was my go-tos, honey. You got to get the book to know exactly what they were. If you've been on the call where I've talked about them. But I gave up these two things that the average person would be like, girl, what? And I was talking to my other day. was like, why would, you, why would you stop that? Why would you give that up? Like, why? Well, ain't nothing wrong with that. To you. For you, it's nothing wrong with it. For me, everything. Because for what he's requiring of me, it requires that I give this up. Not because it's sin. Not because it's wrong, but for me, what it became to me, the position that it began to take into in my life, God is like, yeah, I'm going to need you to give that up. More. So you see more of an anointing. You see more of a different rim or different space, but you didn't see the more I had to give up. You didn't see what I had to sacrifice that everybody else can do or that's no big deal to others. Or that's crazy, like, wow, that's, it ain't even that deep. For me, it was deeper than deep. For me, it was life or death. For me, it was a requirement. That was my more. You got to get a book to know what they were. It was two things. Got to get a book. What is your more, though? What is that area or those areas of your life 
that it's not that it's wrong. It's not that it's sin. It's not that it's any big deal. Everybody does it. Everyone has it. It's common. It's casual. Everybody's doing it. But what are those areas that God says, give me more? The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. How much do you love him? How much are you really giving him? Or are you comfortable? Because, well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not where I was, you know. And we celebrate that. But now God is like, okay, I, I need more. I need you to spend more time with me. Mm, I need you to give me more of you. I need you to actually let go of these things. And it's not that they're wrong, but I want to take their place. The love, the time, the attention, the affection, the feeling that you have towards this, yeah, I'm going to need all of that. Are you willing to take that call? Are you willing to give that more? Listen, Hannah was, from what we read, she was a good woman. It wasn't like she was, she was good. She was a great woman. She was, she went to the temple with her husband. They prayed every year like she prayed. She had a prayer life. But for what she wanted from God, for what God wanted to do through her life, he waited for her to give him more. All right, Lord, I want a son, but you know what? If you give me this, I will give him back to you all the days of his life. You mean to tell me you're willing to give me the only, you don't even have the child yet, but you're willing to give up something that you don't even have yet back to me just to show me how much you thank me and you love me? Yes, God, I will give you the child back. And she didn't ask for more children. She just asked, God, bless me with a child. And because she didn't even ask for more, God still gave her more. So what you, and I say it all the time, what you think you lost will never be the best you'll ever have. What you think you're giving up for God will never be the best that God got in store for you. I'm a witness. What I gave up, the pleasures, the enjoyment, the things that meant something to me, that had value, that sentimental value, that was precious to me, it does not compare to what God is doing in me. And I'm not going to act like I'm arrived. I'm still trying to navigate this new place in God. I'm still navigating how to manage it. I'm still getting into, into classes, into, into, into finding the right mentors to, to really mold what God is doing in me because it's so precious and I don't want to mismanage it. I don't want to take it for granted. I want to be cultivated even more in this walk. I, I need more because God loved me enough to give me more. I need more now. What is your more? What is your more you're going to give God in exchange? Yes, you're the curse breaker. Yes, you're the first generational wealth builder. Yes, you're this. Yes, you're that. But what are you doing about it? Listen, I'm all these things. Yes. But God is like, you're not ready to walk in it until I know I can really trust you. Until I know how precious it is for you. Romans 8 and 37, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Baby, I'm not trying to just make you a conqueror. I'm trying to make you more than a conqueror. 
I have more for you. Proverbs 31 and 10, a wife of noble character, who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Baby, you no, not, not rubies, more, more than rubies. I'm a God of more. I'm a God of exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think more. I'm not average. Nothing about me is basic or mundane. So neither should it be about you. Where's your more? The Bible says these signs shall follow. This is one of my favorite scriptures, especially in this season, because I, I look for miracles. I look for God to do the things that man says is impossible. I, I, I consecrate my life to a place where, God, I want to see the miracles. I want you to work the miracles through me because I saw you do it. Back to Mexico, I made those vows to God. I gave him more of me that was uncomfortable, that hurt, that cost me something. I gave him more in that moment. I needed him to heal me, but in that moment, I didn't even ask for healing. I asked for more of him. Yes, I needed healing. I needed to go home. I needed to not be sent to a Mexican hospital and possibly not even come back home. No one ever hear from me again. Nobody see what happened to Destiny. She went to Mexico and never came back. I was up against so much, but I needed more of God. God, give me more of you. What, I said, whatever you want from me, God, I surrender. I surrender all. Whatever you want from me, it's yours. There's nothing in my life that you can't have. You can take all of it. All I want is you. All I want is more of you. Give me more of you. And I made those vows to God. I asked for more, so in exchange, I gave him more. When I went in the shower, I couldn't smell. I couldn't taste. I couldn't breathe freely. I had gotten better, but I was still sick when I went in the shower. You can't tell me God is not real. You can't tell me he don't hear me every time I pray. I may not look the part. I may not dress the part. I may not have all of the, the degrees of education or the background or the support or the backing or, or the people vouching for me, but I know God for myself. And as I grow, he refines me. But I'm not waiting until I have it perfect in the way people want me to have it to give him more. I give you more. God, if you can use this tattooed, cussing, sometimes lusting girl like me, if you can use me, you can use anybody. So, God, I give you me. I don't have it all, but what I do have, I give you more. God, I just want more. God, I give you more. Whatever you want. I'm not waiting to get it perfect. As women, we want to be perfectionists. We don't want nobody to say nothing bad about us. We don't want to look, look any kind of way. We don't look, God, I give you me. I will look foolish for you. I will look foolish till I figure it out. I'm willing. I love you that much. I want your plan for my life that much. I want to help change women's lives that much that I will do it imperfectly but pure. I will give you more. By the time I got out the shower and started anointing myself with my blessed oil, because I keep it on me and it's good for the skin. By the time I started rubbing myself down with oil when I got out the shower, I could smell. I smelled my blessed oil filling the room. And to me, that was almost prophetic. The oil represents the anointing. The oil represents the glory of God. The glory of God filled that room. My smell was completely restored. My taste, I was like, well, if I can smell, I can taste. And by faith, I had food sitting in the room. So I said, let me go taste the food because I believe I can taste too. My taste 
was completely back. Holy Spirit said, take another test. Took a test that next morning. There was no trace of it found in my body. So I don't care what people think of me. I don't care if I don't look the part. I know God works miracles through these hands. I know I gave him more. And in return, he gave me more. Right after that, in appendicitis, I laid my hands on my body. There was no preacher around. There was no prophetess. There was no 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 prophet to come and speak a prophetic word for me to give an offering to get a prophetic word. I had to believe God for more. God, you healed me once. I believe you can heal me again. And I believe that my dad always say, these are the hands that God want to use. God, I believe you can use these hands. I believe I'm good enough. I'm worthy. You have to believe that you are worthy that you are good enough, that God wants to use you just the way you are, just the way you are. He will clean you up. He will fix you up. He will make you the way he wants you, but he wants more. He wants a yes. He wants to go through your bloodline and clean your family up. He wants to break the curses and the cycles that exist in your life, in your home, in your heart. He wants to mend the brokenness for real. He wants to mend the rejection for real. But he says, I need more. You can ask for more from everyone else in a relationship. You want more. God is like, I want more. So this day as we prepare to go before God, I want you to come to him with the heart posture of God. I give you more. And I want more. But here's what we want more of. God, I don't want more money. God, I don't want more followers. God, I don't want more fame. God, I don't want more attention. I don't want more positions on my job. I don't want more degrees. God, I want more of you. Because we get so accustomed to seeking God's hand that we never come to seek his heart. And if you know anything about giving, you can give to people so much that they will fall in love with your hand but never fall in love with your heart. You experience it in the natural. They will fall in love with your hand, with what you give them, with what you can do for them, with who you are to them, but they will never truly fall in love with your heart. That's why when you stop giving, they stop loving. God is saying, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. You love me, you're happy as long as the marriage is working, the relationships are clicking. You finna get married, you finding the one, you get money on your job, you get into the bag. Everybody loves you. I have your heart. But as soon as I send the trials of life to make you, to test you, Israel, I sent you in the, in the wilderness to wander these 40 years to prove you, to try you. To see what was in your heart, whether you would serve me or not. So God is saying, I've been proving you. You said you want more, baby. This is a relationship. How much more of me do you want? Prove it. I'm proving you. You said you want this or you want that? Let's see if you really want that. Let's see if you really want me or if you want my hand. So God, we come to asking for nothing but more of you. Long-suffering one, the fruits of the Spirit. That's it, Queen Erica. 
God, we come to you right now wanting more of you, God. We're not asking for money. We're not asking for fame. We're not asking, God, for you to to deliver us the head of our enemies on a silver platter. God, this is personal. We want you. This is about me, and this is about you, God. God, this is about our relationship with you. This is about who you are to us, because who you are is who you will always be. So, God, right now as we come before you, God, we surrender. God, we surrender. We surrender. We surrender ourselves. Because what you want more than anything is us. You just want us. God, you are the ultimate love. You only want us. Imperfect, broken, rejected, abandoned, imperfect. You still want us. You still, you don't even wake up, but we wake up every day and you still choose us. And you're there waiting with your arms wide open for us to choose you back for real. So, God, right now we come to you just as we are, God. Some of us broken. Some of us rejected. Some of us confused. God, somebody on this call doesn't even know, God, if they qualify to talk to you. You do. You do. God is saying, you don't have to work yourself up to be good enough for me. I am not man. I am not the father that abandoned you. I am not the lover that rejected you. I am God. And beside me, there is none other. You can come to me with your deepest, darkest hurts and secrets. You can come to me upset. You can come to me angry. You can come to me broken. You've been made to feel like you can't come to me as you are. You have to try to fix it fix it first. That's what I'm here for. When you are weak, I am strong. This is for the weak because you allow my strength to be made perfect in you. You allow me to be God. You're trying to be God to yourself. God is saying, let me be God. Give me a chance. The same way that potential partner was like, Give, let me date you. Give me a chance. And I said, well, I need more. God is saying, I need more. Give me a chance to be everything that you need, but just give me more. So, God, right now, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being so mindful of us, God. Thank you for loving us when we didn't even love ourselves, let alone love you. But, God, you never left us, God. When we were angry with you, God, when we were upset because life wasn't working out the way we wanted it to, God, when we felt alone, God, when we felt abandoned, God, you were still there all along waiting for us to come to you, waiting for us to run to you and give you everything, waiting for us to give you more than what we've been giving you. So, God, we come to you broken. You said you were near to those that have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You said you would not despise. So, God, where we've been been isolated by man. We're insulated by you. Where we've been isolated by man, God, we are insulated by you, by your love, by your kindness. So, God, on this Faith Friday, God, we just want to show how much we love you. We want to show how much we thank you because you never left us, God.
God, you stayed with us, God, in our mess, in our sin. In our trauma, God, you were still there. You never left. You were still there saying, just give me more. I want to be more to you. I want to be more to you. So, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not leaving us. Thank you for not abandoning us like some. Thank you for not rejecting us. God, thank you for being a good father. Thank you for being someone that we can run to in times of trouble. You said that your name is a strong tower and the righteous run in and they are saved. God, no one else we can run to but you, God. Our family don't understand us. Our loved ones don't get us. The job mishandled us. But, God, you are faithful. You were unchangeable. You were unmovable, God. So in the sickness, we say thank you. God, in, in what we feel is lack, we say thank you. And what we feel we have lost, we say thank you. Because you said what we think we lost will never be the best we'll ever have. So, God, we surrender anything that we put before you. Anything, God, that gets more credit than you get. Anything that gets more glory than you, God, we surrender that to you. And we want more of you, God. Search our hearts. Search our hearts. Try us, oh, God. Make us pure. Blot out our transgressions. David said, create in me a clean heart, because, God, sometimes along the way, our heart has gotten so polluted, so overcharged with the cares of this world, so filled with hurt and pain and rejection that we're afraid to love again, let alone really love you. So, God, create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us. Hide us behind the foot of your cross. And, God, we give you more, because as we give you more, you'll give us more back. As we give you more, you'll give us more back. So help us to find what that more is. God, help us to find more time to sit in your presence. God, what is a 30-minute, a what is an hour prayer call to a God that is around the clock 24-7, seven days a week looking out for us, protecting us from danger that we don't even see, stopping cars from crashing into us, into our children, Keeping our minds when we feel like we're going to lose it. Those moments we could have blown our own brains out and you were there around the clock looking after us. What is 30 minutes in your presence? What is an hour in your presence? What is giving you more time? What does that look like? For an infinite God who never rests, who never slumbers, who never sleeps. God, help us to give you more. We will give the job more time. We want more money, we'll give them more time, overtime, triple time, weekend time. We will give up and sacrifice everything for man who loves us today and hates us tomorrow. God, how much more do you want from us? We'll get up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. We'll stay 12 hours, 8 hours, whatever it takes. God, help us have a whatever it takes mentality when it comes to you. So this day we give you more. We surrender more. We give you more of our heart. We give you more of our heart. We trust you because you will never mishandle us. The lover, he mishandled us. The parents, they mishandled us. The boss, the friends, they mishandled us. But you will never, never mishandle us. You were trustworthy. So we put our trust in you. 
We put our love in you. We ask you to search us, oh God. Anything that's not like you, take it out. God, I pray a special blessing on every queen that's on this call, that you would speak to her heart, rest upon her heart regarding what you require of her, because my journey is not her journey. What you require from me is not what, what you require from her. Our convictions are different. So, God, bring that conviction to her heart. Bring that conviction to her life that you require from her, God. Only you know. So, God, I pray that you would give her the heart posture to want more of you, to want to know what you require of her. God, I apply the blood of Jesus to her home, to her children, to her family, to her vehicles. I apply the blood of Jesus to her mind, God, that whatever plan or plot that the enemy had set up against her, that we foil his plans right now, that we cancel the assignment of the enemy and that you would send your angels. We dispatch angels of war. Thank you that you are, you are, you are Jehovah Gabor, God. You are the God of war. You are the man of war. So, God, we send forth Jehovah Gabor to go to war against anything that's trying to fight her destiny, trying to fight her calling, trying to fight what's on the inside of her, trying to make her wrestle between two opinions, God. Give her surety, God. Give her certainty, God. Give her a steadfastness that she knows your voice and that she follows and obeys. God, I send peace to her heart right now, peace that surpasses all understanding, peace that will keep her mind in Christ Jesus. Fill us up with more of you, God. We desire more of your presence. That when we walk in rooms, we can command a room like a queen because the presence of God comes with us. Because the anointing of God is so heavy in our life. And it doesn't matter what we look like, what we've been through, what we've experienced, who we know, but it's all about you. So we thank you for your glory resting on this call. We thank you for your power resting on this call. God, I pray, God, that you continue to do miracles, signs, and wonders. God, as you've required more of me, that's, that's required more fasting from me, more prayer from me, more, more sacrifices from me. God, the anointing that you are creating and producing in my life, God, I activate the anointing in these queens. God, I activate the anointing in their belly. As they lay their hands on their stomach, wherever they may be, if you're driving, girl, don't, mm-mm, two hands, 12 o'clock or 6 o'clock. God, as they listen to this call right now, wherever they are, whether it's playback, whether they're listening to it right now, God, as they place their hands on their stomach, God, I pray that out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. God, I speak life to them right now in the name of Jesus. God, you said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead shall quicken our mortal body. God, quicken the bodies of your queens in the name of Jesus. I speak strength into their body. I speak the anointing into their body. I speak the glory of God in their body that will rest upon them. The anointing that 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 kills and cures sickness, God. The anointing that brings deliverance, God. The anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. Right now in the name of Jesus, we act 
activated in the lives of your queens, God. For whosoever will come to you with a pure heart, with clean hands, God. God, I pray that you do it for her, God. That you manifest miracle signs and wonders that she will know that it was nobody but God. That you will get all of the glory out of her life, God. In the name of Jesus. God, I stir up the gift of God on the inside of her, God. God, I speak into her destiny, God, where others did not speak to her, where they did not affirm her, where they did not recognize and identify the greatness and the God on the inside of her. God, I activate it in the name of Jesus. She will not be ashamed. She will not walk in condemnation. She will not walk in depression in the name of Jesus. We we curse the back of the enemy. We break the binds of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We pull down every stronghold in high places and we apply the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. You said no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved but the name of Jesus. You said at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So we call on the name of Jesus to break every chain of bondage, to break every spirit of depression, every suicidal spirit and ideation. We command it to be canceled in the name of Jesus. We loose the binds of the enemy off of these women off of their minds, off of their children, off of their finances, in the name of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. You said at the name of Jesus. You said demons tremble at the name of Jesus. So there is no other name that we pray under but the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you this day. We thank you. We put a praise on it for what you've already done. We lift our hands in worship for what you've already done. We prostrate ourselves for what you've already done, and we say thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, our healer, God. Thank you for being Jehovah Gabor, the man of war, God. God, we thank you for being God all by yourself. You never needed our help, and you don't need it now. You just need our hearts. You don't need our help. You just need our hearts. And we give that to you. We give that to you. We thank you, God. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We thank you, God. We love you. We say thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Thank you for coming and visiting us, for coming to see about us. When was the last time you just took time to thank God, to love on him? How long has it been before you sat in his presence in silence, asking for nothing? So, God, we consecrate this day for you. We thank you for the faith of God you've imparted on the inside of us on this Faith Friday. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever Ask or think according to the power that worketh in us to the only wise God. We thank you that we declare and decree that we are healthy, we are whole, and, baby, we are healed. Favor follows us. Finances flow freely to us, child. We walk in peace. We walk in prosperity. And we walk in purpose. It is in your name we pray. The matchless name of Jesus Christ we pray. And the queens of God said, amen, amen, and amen. Girl, listen.
I pray that you were blessed today. I pray that God spoke to you in a special way because what he speaks to you, he might not speak that to me. So I pray that the Holy Spirit rested upon your heart and you would allow him to carry this word over and it won't depart from your heart. It won't depart from your eyes. I pray that the word falls on good ground. Awesome teaching. Thank you, Queen. Bless you. I pray the word falls on good ground. I promise you, as you begin to give God more, watch how much more he gives you back. God is the perfect get back. He will give you back more than what you could even know to ask for. He can give you more than what you even knew to ask for because we think small. That's why he said able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we could ask or think. He can go above that, stuff that we don't even know to ask for when we seek him. Now, yes, there's going to be a fight. Cup run is over. That's it. My cup run is over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, shall follow me. Miracle signs and wonders shall follow those that believe. Believe that. Expect blessing. Expect God to move for you. Expect a good parking spot. Expect somebody to give you money. Expect expect good things. Even if it doesn't happen, expect it. Where's your faith that expect God to move for you? Any, I still got any day now. Any, it wasn't today. Okay, well, Lord, will you wake me up tomorrow? It'll be tomorrow. Any day now. I expect God to move for me any day, even in the thick of trials. Because I'm not, Job, uh, the devil told God, does Job serve you for not? God, I don't serve you for nothing. So I don't care what you send me through. The Lord giveth, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord all the days of my appointed time. I'll wait till my change come. I'll wait. When Travis Green got song, say, no rush. No rush. We'll wait on you. No rush. Not today. That's cool. But my heart posture will always be in the posture of praise. My heart posture will always be in the posture of worship and thanksgiving. Because no matter what you send me through, you got to bring me out. I belong to you. We're in covenant relationship. I'm your child. Like, I literally, I legit belong to you. You got to bring me out. So there is no doubt in my mind. It may hurt. It may be painful. But the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are saved. So, baby, I'm going to be saved from it no matter what. Child, let me go because y'all know. Y'all already know. She is not one of them. Don't play with me when it comes to prayer. Y'all know I can. I, I go for hours. Don't play with me, honey. The hell I've been through, what I've had to pray myself out of to for God to change me before he changed situation, girl, it ain't nothing. You ain't saying nothing but a word. I ain't saying nothing but a word. I love you, Queens. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 o'clock a.m., Eastern Standard Time, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three years now, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Some days we 30 minutes. As you can see today, the Holy Spirit kind of put his thing down, and we flipping and reversing it, so we kept going. But every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, this is your sacred, safe space of sisterhood. Follow us on Facebook. You'll see all of the playbacks will be posted on Facebook, The Queen Council. The Queen Council. The playback will always be placed in the comment section and in the caption after every prayer call. You can go back and listen to them, download them. If you subscribe to the Code of Confidence podcast, the Code of Confidence podcast with Destiny Inspire. I even upload some of the prayer calls to the podcast sometimes. I don't actively record new podcasts, but I download the audio from our prayer calls and I upload them to the podcast often. So go to download the podcast and you can listen to playbacks on the podcast. I love you. I'm praying for you. Walk in every room with your head up, your chest out, and your crown on, knowing that you are a queen 
and that God goes before you. I love you. I'm praying for you. We will be back, Lord's willing, for Manifest Monday with the Queen Council. If this call was a blessing, we'll be posting it in a couple minutes. Share it with somebody. Save it. Download it. Let your timeline now become someone else's lifeline. Let your timeline become somebody's lifeline. The words that I speak to, they are spirit and they are life. When you speak the word of God, when you speak words inspired by the word of God, you are speaking life into somebody's dead situation. You're speaking life into somebody else's life who may be on their last and may open up these little apps and they see a word inspired by God that changes their life to go forward. So be mindful that you are a light. You carry power. You carry the glory of God. You are a glory carrier. And don't you ever act like you're anything less than that. I love you. I'm praying for you. This is Destiny Inspired and the Queen Council. Baby, we signing out.